Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning. This is Father Randall Kiesel from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island. Great to be with you. And we're very happy you're listening to Real Presence Radio Live on this Monday morning, September 20th, 2021. And we have a great show coming up for you, so stay tuned. We're going to talk about being Catholic at the local Catholic school here, one of them anyway, in Rochester. We have also a pro-life guest, and we're going to get an update from the executive director of Real Presence Radio on the fun drive last week. And we have a special guest, friend of mine, Father Chris Alar, the final guest of our morning at 10.30. You may know him from the National Shrine of Divine Mercy. So we have lots on store here in the next couple hours. So let's begin with prayer that we may have a great morning, not only on the radio, but also together and growing in our faith. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. And let us invoke the Holy Spirit to give us his blessings and to fill our hearts with his joy, his peace, his confidence, and the courage to proclaim the gospel wherever we may be. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful, and enkindle them the fire of thy love. Send forth thy spirit, and they shall be created, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who didst instruct the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us the same spirit to have a right judgment in all things, and ever to rejoice in his consolation. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, great to be with you here on Real Presence Radio Live. Uh, We have a great lineup, as I mentioned, and our first guest is on the line with us, Andrew Pataruka. Are you with us, Andrew? I am, and very good on the pronunciation. That's often hard for uh, quite a few people, so excellent job. Well, I'll tell you, I, I would love to take full credit for knowing how to pronounce your name, but our wonderful people in the office here at Real Presence Radio put a little phonetic uh, pronunciation, <laughs> so I had a little cheat sheet here, and uh, you may you might as well tell you right up front, Andrew, to be transparent, I was a teacher, so some of these little details, I've learned a lot of names over the years, that teaching experience has been helpful as a priest, uh, but the uh, nonetheless, uh, that attentiveness uh, is one thing that's important, including in a school setting. But Andrew, it's great to have you with us. You're the principal at St. Francis Assisi Catholic School in Rochester, and you serve students of preschool through grade 8 in the Rochester school system for the Catholic schools. So why don't we just start a little bit open open book. Tell us about yourself and a little about your life and and, uh, what led you to be here at St. Francis. All right. Um, I'm actually uh, born uh, born in Chicago but raised in Rochester. I actually attended Rochester Catholic Schools, um, K through 12. Um, went to college uh, in uh, Wisconsin at University of Wisconsin River Falls. Um, began my career there, going into teaching. Um, 
thought I needed to do something a little bit different, so kind of changed my major a little bit. Um, ended up being in finance for about five years before um, someone very close to me nudged me on the shoulder and said, you know, you know, you're great working with kids. You're a great coach. Would you ever consider being a teacher and a coach? So after about four, four and a half years in finance, um, I went into my boss's office and I looked right at him and I said, you know what, I think I'm ready to make a move. And he, and he looked right at me and he goes, you want to be a teacher, don't you? And I said, I do. Hmm. So I basically dropped everything. I recently was married. We were expecting our first child. It was somewhat difficult to walk up to my wife and say, you know, I really want to do this. I'm really passionate about doing this. Um, I was coaching in, at Rochester Catholic Schools at the time, and mm-hmm. that was um, a direction that I wanted to go. I wanted to be in a system like that and be a part of something like that. Um, uh, went to St. Mary's, uh, got my uh, secondary uh, license in life science. Um, I actually took my first job here in Rochester at Rochester STEM Academy and then spent four years at Holy Spirit School. Uh, mm-hmm. teaching junior high science. Um, at that time, I did get my administrative license in 2016. I uh, was really looking for some sort of leadership role. Um, a lot of the jobs I did apply for that I did not get, um, a lot of the feedback was you need more experience with special education. So I ended up taking a role in the Rochester Public Schools where I was able to learn a lot more about um, not only special education, but just meeting the, meeting the, what it means to meet the needs of diverse learners. Um, and then when this job popped up over the last couple months, um, talked to my wife about it, prayed a lot, and it just was the right fit. And um, after interviewing and meeting you know, not only board members but other administrators, teachers, people in the community, um, I truly feel like me and my uh, wife and my five children are back at home. So kind of coming full circle. took me a little bit longer to get back here, but... I can't tell you how excited I am to be back here right now. Wow, that's a happy thing. When someone finds that spot where they're feeling like this is my purpose and where I am, it's, it's a happy thing to hear. And, and certainly you have many gifts and blessings that you're giving back. Like, so can you tell us how this transition has gone for you? What have been some of the highlights and any challenges that, that you are facing that perhaps you expected or maybe you did not expect? Um, the one thing I'm going to start out by saying is uh, St. Francis of Assisi in general is it, it has been for years an amazing place. And the direct reason for, or I should say one of the biggest reasons that it was such an amazing place was because of the former principal, Miss, Miss Barb Plingy. Mm-hmm. Um, she, the, the essence of Barb was living that Catholic life, living that Christ-like life. Um, she always told families it was her goal. Uh, by the time they left St. Francis, uh, her goal was to get their children to heaven. And I was very uh, lucky that she was willing to stick around for a couple weeks and help me kind of learn the ropes. She showed me everything from working on title work to just incorporating uh, Catholic identity into the building, Um, and I was just very lucky. So I guess the biggest, uh, the first couple uh, weeks, the first couple months have been just learning the role. Um, I have a great staff. I have an incredible parent community, and just getting to that point where the students came in the building a couple weeks ago, was uh, it was just great to finally get them in. And from just talking with parents, parents weren't uh, able to come to the building last year due to COVID-19. So mm-hmm. having teachers come in for Meet the Teacher, having information nights, having volunteers back in the building, and just in general, just having the kids has just been, it just brings life um, to, this, to this already wonderful place. So 
it's been it's just been an excellent transition. Amen. Well, it's happy to hear, and I I love that uh, idea. It fits a little bit in the theme today. We're going to talk a little bit about pro life later in the show, but it is that the children are. Uh, not only the source of hope in a sense, a, uh, a God works through them to give us, inspire us hope for the future, uh, getting our minds off ourselves and onto greater and higher things. I love that idea of getting, helping the children get to heaven, but also working with the children, forming them. Uh, I know that from experience. It's, it's very fulfilling uh, to have that high ideal. Uh, so uh, happy to hear that about the uh, getting back into the, the kids in the school year. Have there been any challenges that that are difficult for you so far? You know, a lot of the challenges, um, they're good challenges. So it's things, uh, things that when it comes to how can we best utilize our resources, how can we best utilize our time throughout the day, um, probably the biggest challenge has just been how COVID's kind of crept back in and mm-hmm. just trying to keep everyone safe. So explaining to parents, the biggest thing, that, you know, when explaining to not only parents but the community why we do certain things um, uh, can be a challenge at times. But um, whether it be the lunchroom, whether it be trying to celebrate um, mass together, uh, those are things that have been a little bit more difficult as far as the logistics of it. Um, but as I stated earlier, we have a wonderful staff who is very flexible. They've been great about um, giving me grace on some of the things that I don't know. Because quite honestly, when you step into a role like this, you don't know what you don't know. So. Uh, just them giving me the grace, the patience to help me through these things um, has been wonderful. Wow, that's really good. Excellent. And then <clears throat> knowing the, the logistics of all those things and communications, how is the, the nuts and bolts of getting to know the staff and uh, developing rapport with them? I'm thinking you probably had several meetings leading up into the summer and planning meetings. Uh, how has that all gone for you communicating with the staff and getting to know them and them getting to know you? Because it, it sounds like they didn't know you before you entered into this position. You know, it was interesting. Um, I, being at Holy Soul, Rochester Catholic <laughs> School is composed of about five different schools. I was at one, and we'd see each other on certain days like diocesan days or, or whole community days. But for the most part, I didn't have a lot of personal relationships with people, which in a way I think is a blessing because you get to learn who people are and, you know, make that judgment for yourself um, when, you know, having that first impression. There's no preconceived notions. Um, So walking into this building and just being able to have the support with them not knowing much about me other than what was really published um, on our website, um, I mean, it just shows the character and the culture that has existed here for years. So. Yeah, yeah, very good. And maybe, could, Andrew, could you share a little bit for our listeners, as I, our listening area is not only the, the Rochester area, but it goes way into South Dakota and even to Wyoming, North Dakota, and back over to Duluth, making kind of a big C uh, around the Twin Cities. Uh, could you share a little bit, how does the Rochester Catholic school system work? What is, how is it structured? It's a, uh, from my uh, view, being in this area, it's a unique system. It's a, a collaborative and a, a lot of different ways of partnership. Could you explain that a bit to all of us? Yeah. So Rochester Catholic Schools started basically as four different schools. There was St. John's, and each one, um, and this is one thing that I love what Ms. Klinge always reminds me of, there is no school without a church. So three different churches, um, St. Saint John's Evangelist, uh, obviously St. Francis of Assisi, and also St. Pius. Um, they all started as K-8 elementary schools, and then it acted as a feeder system for Lourdes High School. Mm-hmm. Well, over the last 20 years... Um, we have had some restructuring, trying to, like I said, utilize um, our resources to the best of our ability. Um, St. Francis has still 
stayed uh, pre-K-8, um, just giving families that flexibility to have that um, K-8 experience and that option. And a lot of our families do take advantage of that, especially our families that have three, four, or five children. Um, Holy Spirit and also St. Pius are now pre-K-5. Um, and then St. John's is currently our middle school, 6 through 8. And then Lourdes High School uh, serves our 9 through 12 students. Um, one thing that has been added over the last uh, probably five, six years is that um, preschool option for parents, uh, or as we call it, the nest. It's how we try to grow our it, – it's the beginning of growing our children in not only faith but just in collaboration with each other and um, trying to kind of feed our, feed our schools uh, in that method. So, and it's something that parents, I do think, appreciate having different options, whether those options be just an AM option for preschool, just a PM uh, Holy Spirit has an all-day program that uh, has about 90, probably 90 students in it right now. So um, it, is a, it is a great system, um, and we work together. It's great to be able to see each other once in a while, but basically, like I told you earlier, um, our goal is to help these kids learn more about, more about Jesus' workings and get them to heaven. So. Very good. And what about the nuts and bolts of a, of a week that you have at the school? So what, what do you experience with the kids as you go through each week? Um, like me personally, individually as a principal? Yeah, like what, what, what happens on a Monday and then Tuesdays? Okay. I know each day is a little bit unique, but of course the common thing are the classes every day. Yeah, so um, typically our, our students can arrive on campus uh, after 8.05. Uh, at St. Francis, we're really lucky. We have um, a nice parking lot in the front. We also have a playground area in the back in addition to different facilities inside our school. Um, um, one thing that I really enjoy doing in, in the morning is um, taking some time to talk to our extended care kids. So we do have a before and after school program for parents to drop off students early and stay late. So just um, my day kind of consists of going around, chatting with them, um, spending some time on the playground, throwing a football with some of our you know, fifth, sixth grade students, getting to know the kids. Um, coming inside when the bell rings at 8.35, uh, I, I get to do announcements, tell the kids things that are happening that day. We always start our day with a prayer and also a reading um, from our children's uh, daily prayer book. Uh, and then in the morning, I try to get some email work done, you know, how important it is to communicate with parents. Oh, yes. Um, and then I make it a point to really try to go around and um, visit classrooms. Um, obviously, lunchtime is a big time, getting down there, making sure everything's running smooth down there. And then um, in the afternoon, once again, visiting classrooms, responding to teachers' needs, our paraprofessional needs, um, getting ready for events that are happening later in the night. Like, for example, we have a sixth-grade information night because the sixth graders uh, receive Chromebook devices mm-hmm. and that they get to take home with them, and it's important to talk to them about proper usage with that. So that's, um, there's, there's always something to do. If I've learned anything, there's always something to do. Oh, that's awesome, Andrew. We're, we're going to cut out for a break here for a second. You're listening to Father Randall Kazel with Andrew Potaruka here on Real Presence Live. Stay with us right back after the break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. the number one nursing program in the nation, the University of Mary. Of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide, Mary is ranked number one by the National Benchmarking Service Mountain Measurement. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And eligible nursing students receive their senior year of tuition free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation. Check us out at umary.edu slash nursing. That's umary.edu slash nursing. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. Thank you for being with us. I'm Father Randall Kazel, broadcasting live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. Uh, just a few minute drive north of Rochester. Uh, we have a guest with us from Rochester, Andrew Pataruka. He's the new principal at St. Francis Assisi Catholic School in Rochester, a pre-school to grade 8 Catholic school in the Rochester Catholic School System. Andrew, thank you for being with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Very much appreciated. Uh, we're glad to have you. We're inspired by your enthusiasm for Catholic education. It's a great blessing, and uh, we share that common interest that we desire. Our youth need to know the love of Christ and what that means to say yes to his gift of uh, faith, hope, and love, and to follow him in a personal relationship. And I think just before we went on break, you were talking about the, the nuts and bolts of your days, uh, but it seems to me you have a, a broader vision that all of your efforts go into a kind of vision that you hope to see uh, over the course of some length of time in your service there. And can you tell us about your vision there at uh, St. Francis CC and perhaps Catholic education in general? Yeah, so <clears throat> anyone that has known me, anyone that has had any sort of working relationship with me, uh, they know that when it comes to <laughs> visions of being together, working together, I, my, my whole concept of uh, of how leadership should look is bringing people together. Um, bringing them together to uh, in faith, bringing them together spiritually, um, just giving, giving them opportunities to... Uh, serve God's world and everyone in it. So 
when we talk about you know my vision, I, my, my hope is to offer kids a faith-based learning opportunity um, that imparts lessons from Jesus into their daily life. Um, I believe each Catholic school student should, you know, exhibit upon completion of their schooling three important things, reverence, obedience, and service. Mm-hmm. Um, these leadership virtues, you know, they should exemplify the teachings and works of Jesus Christ. I, I really want to, my, my goal is to have a student who cares more about putting others first rather than focusing on self-preservation, and I feel like Catholic education can do that. Those are opportunities that we can do. And um, giving students those opportunities uh, to authenticate the works of Jesus Christ. Um, for example, uh, we had a reading uh, the other day in our morning announcements about the Good Samaritan. And I, I told the students during the announcements, I said, I'm going to come around today and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you guys one question. So if your teachers could have a conversation with you, have a conversation. What does it mean to be a Good Samaritan? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. And... As, as I told them I would, I started going, I probably went into 11 classrooms, and I had some great answers from students all the way from first grade all the way to eighth grade. And I, I told them what my vision of a Good Samaritan looks like, and I gave them some examples. So someone dropping their tray instead of laughing, help them pick it up. Someone being alone, just like that, that, injured, that injured traveler. You know, don't, don't leave them alone. Pull them into a game you're playing. Pull them into your group. Go tend to go tend to them. So, I mean, my vision is to create students that are ready to serve God's world. And I'm hoping that's what we can do here through a variety of methods. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, the, not only in a sense of a kind of formation, but also the opportunity where the, the young people, the children, can look and see, uh, be introduced to different ideas of vocational life, the calling to be a priest or a religious or to be a, a married in the Catholic Church uh, and open to life. Uh, perhaps it's the ideal of some uh, sort of missionary service. They might be called by our Lord to go somewhere. Uh, do, you, do you have any particular ways of introducing those in your curriculum or in uh, strategies with your staff to broaden that out to how bringing together and then uh, what you do then going in union with Jesus? So for me, there's a couple different areas that I feel like things that we can do right now to address the spiritual needs of others and learn, you know, those Christ-like behaviors. So one of the things that um, I know a couple of our grades do is they write letters to our sisters up at uh, CC Heights here in Rochester. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a convent where uh, most of our sisters have lived for years. And pre-COVID, it was a place where at least our fifth graders got to um, go and visit with the sisters and just learn, you know, help learn about God a little bit more. Um, so being able to write them letters, keep that uh, communication over, give them those opportunities to learn from those who have dedicated their lives uh, to God. Also, um, you know, spending some time uh, in nursing homes, writing letters to people in nursing homes, you know, tending to those who don't have much, working with the Dorothy Day House here in Rochester, um, coming together as schools to raise money for maybe a family in need, maybe a certain, um, you know, maybe a certain charity or cause, um, Hurricane, uh, is it Sandy? <laughs> just, yes. When natural disasters happen, right. I just want our students to know that that's the time that we need to step up the most. So giving them those experiences, letting them, biggest thing, letting them know why we do it. And it's just, it's very important to me. 
Awesome. And one other thing on the on the vision, because you know, one of the things I think you mentioned this early on in an interview that how you begin the day in prayer and everything is really a grace as we go along in life. We see how God. Uh, we, we a lot of times don't have things figured out. We have ideas, and what we see are kind of, uh, uh, you know, like like you have a vision in the school, I have a vision in parish life as well. Uh, but then uh, what needs to happen is the constant nourishment in that relationship with Christ. And can you go into a little bit how the there there's the conscientious aspect of the children developing that personal relationship with Jesus that will be their lifelong sustenance? Um, we are very lucky here that we have obviously a church that's connected to our school. So being yep. able to worship weekly and then particular times throughout the week, giving students a chance to have some adoration time where they can sit and just think with God, ask God for advice, and just thank God. So anytime we can have opportunities to do that with our kids is, is so important. And, and one thing that has been established here, well established for many years, um, is that... Um, the importance of doing that in each one of our classrooms. Our teachers are very dedicated uh, to those experiences and coming up with different and creative ways for our students to not only talk to God, but get to get to know him in a greater depth and, and reflect, you know, how am I, how, how is God presented in me? How can I show people um, God in myself and how can I find God in other people? So it's, it's just many different ways that we do it, but those are just a couple. Wow, those are great things that you're offering, and that uh, it's very attractive that you have the the Holy Mass each week, and that there's an opportunity for adoration and prayer, because the uh, the our Lord is so good; He brings about blessings when we make ourselves available. So the the teaching of the youth to be present to our Lord and and making those opportunities so as they mature in their understanding, it makes sense for them to be there. Uh, I know in this area, in the Rochester area, there are several churches that offer adoration um, uh, for maybe a day or two or three a week, uh, or maybe even, I think there's a few that have perpetual adoration around us. So that that's one of the ways, it's a quiet way uh, that uh, people can offer great love back to our Lord, consoling his heart for those who do not pray or do not talk to him uh, or do not love him as they're called. And, and that's beautiful. You teach the children that, that those ideas at a very young age. Uh, Andrew, we got a few minutes left here. Uh, what, kind, what are some things you're looking forward to as you continue along the path of this, your, your first school year as principal at St. Francis? You know, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is bringing people together. And whether those events, I mean, there's a couple of different events. We're very lucky here to have um, something called HSA. It's a home and school association. They do a lot of things to support our causes here at school. And one of the things that I'm really looking forward to doing is uh, bringing in some, uh, some enrichment opportunities for our students uh, through our HSA. Um, one of the things that is becoming a very, very big issue um, just in society in general is Internet usage and things that happen online um, that aren't always the, you know, have the best interest of our students. So um, having an enrichment program to not only educate our students but also educate parents on things to be looking for and how we can keep all our kids safe. Um, that's one thing that um, I'm really looking forward to. The other thing is, being, being that last year was kind of an odd year with COVID, even how it's unraveling this year with COVID, mm-hmm. I'm just really looking forward to doing different events again that can bring us together, whether it be um, a holiday Christmas concert, whether it be a spring concert, whether it be mm. uh, our school carnival, which is a huge fundraiser 
um, to just bringing people together and learning from each other, getting able to experience each other. Um, that's what I'm really looking forward to the most because it was, it's been a long, lonely 18 months for a lot of people. Sure. And, you know, trying to return to that sense of normalcy and um, coming together both spiritually and um, emotionally is something that we're looking forward to. Oh, that's excellent, Andrew. And is there any way in which if we have some of the parents uh, listening who may send their kids, I know I have a few few families in my parish that send uh, to St. Francis their children, and but any other parents listening or perhaps parents in other areas around the Midwest, uh, how could we support someone such as you, Andrew? And is there anything you need uh, in relationship with the parents that you could name out? You know, the message that I want parents to know, regardless of whether they, they go to school here or they don't go to school here, is that you know, we as Christian Catholic educators in these buildings, our job is to raise a high-character young individual full of integrity and full of service, ready to be able to serve God. And we're going to do everything we can do to impart those skills and attributes in your young people. And if, if we can do that, we have, we have succeeded in our, in our mission. So uh, asking for that support to give us a chance to have those opportunities with your children and just praying for us in general as we navigate through uncertain times, lots of things going on in the, in the world that can be really uh, dark. Here at St. Francis, it is very mm-hmm. light and is very bright, mm-hmm. and it's, it's just a wonderful feeling to be able to <laughs> be in a school where you can promote your faith and you can talk about your faith and share your faith and your stories and your experiences. So, um, I just ask for prayers on that from parents. Very good. Andrew, thank you for being with us. We have had uh, with us Andrew Potteruka, the new principal at the St. Francis Assisi Catholic School in Rochester, Minnesota. Andrew, we wish you all many blessings as you continue on your first year. Uh, God bless you and all the good people at the school. And stay with us. We're going to have Real Presence Live, our next uh, guest will be Mark Hallcraft, the executive director of Real Presence Radio. And also, we're going to have a live call in. I'd be glad to take questions uh, right after the interview with Mark. Uh, call in 877-795-0122. Or you can leave a comment on Facebook. I'd be glad to answer your questions, especially the theme today on vocations. Stay with us on Real Presence Radio Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.